A Negroni. I was going to say the same thing. Magliato. Mmm. With Prosecco. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Lowdown with Lauren Fanger. Today is a very special day because today is the day that Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy have officially broken up, according to multiple news sources. Uh, They were dating for about a month and a half, as far as we know. And so today, I'm actually going to be talking about their relationship, but more broadly, uh, parasocial relationships, our relationships with celebrities, influencers, artists, and why we feel like we have a say in their lives and, and when that started. Um, so I guess to get that conversation started, it starts with, I guess, as of today, um, Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy. This relationship has coincided with Taylor's Eras Tour, which I was able to attend at Gillette Stadium on May 19th, one of the greatest nights of my life. And it also comes at the same time as the announcement of Speak Now, Taylor's version, which also today she announced um, there were going to be a couple of exciting features on the album, I believe Fallout Boy and uh, Haley Williams from Paramore. Uh, so looking forward to those for sure. Um, and so the relationship between Maddie and Taylor was widely criticized by both Swifties and non-fans due to Maddie's past controversial behavior going back as recently as maybe a month or two ago uh and that behavior included racist jokes and comments targeting uh ice spice the rapper um i guess it's a little tricky with that one but he was on adam friedland's podcast and he definitely laughed at a couple of very racist jokes at ice spice's expense um it's still a very bad look Uh, He's also made some seriously vile comments about masturbating to black women being brutalized. And during one of his concerts where um, he and his band, the 1975, uh, were performing their song, Love It If We Made It, he performed a Hitler salute um, and said at the same time, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Um, Maddie has always been known for being very edgy. I've been a fan of the 1975 since I was maybe 14. Um, he's always kind of been like a quote-unquote edgelord, um, always doing and saying very provocative things, sometimes really positively, um, and sometimes very negatively. And sometimes the things he does get taken out of context, for sure. Um, for example, when he did push-ups on stage in front of videos of Jordan Peterson and ate raw meat, it was sort of a performance art thing. He was doing like performing toxic masculinity. So I think... There were two very distinct things going on with his actions, which were some of them were genuinely really shitty. And we can totally say that they're shitty and there's no excuse for them. And then there were some things that I think people wanted to pile on without actually taking into consideration what they really meant. But there were absolutely um, things that he did that were bad, that were vile, and that people really didn't like. And that's totally valid. And I want to talk about our relationship with celebrities and why do we think we're entitled to have an opinion on their personal lives? Specifically artists, like I would say, you know, not really visual artists, but directors, writers, producers, um, actors, singers, etc. Not really people who, for example, are on Vanderpump Rules which I know is is the big thing right now, obviously, and their personal lives are the thing. So that's something that they, I think you have to sort of be okay with automatically. 
as a celebrity in other ways, yes, you have to sign up for a certain amount of publicity when it comes to your personal life, but plenty of people keep their personal life personal. For example, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you know she's dating uh, Martin McDonough, but that's really it. So as much as I love Taylor, and her music is very important to me as a musician, as an artist, as a fan, the reality is she is a flawed person, just like other people. She was known for her mostly white girl gang back in the 1989 era, and she's only been politically outspoken on issues that really affect her personally. Um, This is also sort of why people speculate about her queerness, is because she's only been outspoken about, you know, feminism and female, female empowerment and queer liberation and, you know, adjacent topics. It really hasn't covered, you know, racial inequality or immigration or economic inequality, that sort of those haven't been at the forefront it's really just been those two things so it isn't crazy that she would date someone like maddie healy we know people in our lives that are white feminists and so like they're feminist until they start dating someone who says some racist shit um and because our parasocial relationship with her we hold her to the same standard we hold our our girlfriends to like if i had a friend who was dating a guy who made a racist or homophobic comment in the past I would not be okay with that, and I'd probably say something. But we gotta remember, she's not our bestie. And though that is a huge part of her brand, she always wants to be the big sister. That is her thing. She has fans come to her house to bake cookies. Like, she gives fans hats at the hat at um, at her concerts on tour. She is, I can't stress it enough, a millionaire who we don't know, and that's okay. So what started this conversation about parasocial relationships generally? I mean, a lot of people didn't really know this word until maybe a couple years ago. And I think the first time I heard the word parasocial was um, when John Mulaney and his ex-wife, Anna Marie Tendler, were getting divorced in 2021, I believe. Only a few months after he had left rehab and then he almost immediately got together with Olivia Munn and had a baby with her. And people were furious. So much of John Mulaney's material came from his love and his adoration of his just like dynamite, five-foot Jewish co-parent of their, their little dog, Petunia. And people were heartbroken for her because we felt like we knew her through Mulaney's stand-up. And we also knew through that that John did not want children. And knowing that, it's understandable why people would feel sad they felt like she was betrayed and that the persona that we thought we knew of John was actually a lie. He wasn't the adorable quote-unquote wife guy, we all thought. He was a human with a lot of issues, with addiction issues, I'm sure, with um, commitment issues, etc. Like, he's a person. He's not a fictional character. And this situation, although not the same as Taylor's because nobody was, you know, racist, homophobic, etc., the sentiment is the same. Why aren't you the person I thought you were? And a few notable examples of celebrities with that kind of attention would be um, Ariana Grande, Nicholas Braun, Phoebe Bridgers, One Direction, BTS, Beyonce. Um, Often the bigger the standum, the more important a celebrity becomes to individuals because it also becomes a community. And this relationship leads to two paths, from what I've seen. Soft cancellation, which isn't really real, 
Um, but people on Twitter will encourage fans to no longer support the artist, not streaming a new stand-up special, not buying tickets to shows, etc., or ignoring any wrongdoing altogether. Often the wrongdoing is something kind of silly. Like, um, I think a great example is Phoebe Bridgers breaking up with heartthrob Paul Mescal and uh, ditching him to go off and date writer, musician, and comedian Bo Burnham. And people just couldn't wrap their heads around why she would get together with Bo and, and, and break up with the most beautiful Irish man in the world. And look, I get it. He's dreamy. Um, but there's nothing wrong with Bo Burnham, in my opinion. Uh, he's a very talented young man. Young man. What? He's like 40. Um, but th- there wasn't a cancellation per se, but people were very critical of her online and were like, oh, she cheated on Paul. Oh, like... I don't know how what she did that like could have broken them up and it's like that's that's got to be their business on the other hand there are other things that are much more sinister um like the allegations against nicholas braun who plays uh cousin greg on succession uh he's been accused of um sleeping with girls who were in high school when he was in his 20s multiple multiple times like upwards i want to say of five or six and these are allegations but in my personal opinion, of course, a man in his 20s who's like semi-famous would be doing that. Not in a take the blame off of him way, but in where like a men are trained to look at women in a very pedophilic way. Of course, they're going for high schoolers. And similarly to what I said before about cancellations, I don't know almost anybody who knows about that. So not enough people even know to cancel him or whatever. And so I guess the real question is, where did this come from? How did these parasocial relationships form? Um, And it isn't really new. Um, I think back when they were uh, putting out the Sherlock Holmes stories, like monthly in the paper, when they killed off a character, they actually um, think people in London had like a a faux funeral for this character who died. And then the, the term parasocial relationship was coined in 1956 by psychologists Donald Horton and Richard Horrell Um, and then in the 1980s uh, the psychologist Elizabeth Peirce began studying the effects and the rise of parasocial relationships which she believes has a lot to do with social media and I totally agree in my experience if you follow Selena Gomez on Instagram for example She posts a lot of very casual photos, some funny, cute TikToks. Um, It's very, uh, it's very vulnerable and it feels personal. And if I followed her and say someone I went to high school with that I don't really talk to anymore, um, it kind of feels like you know these two people just about as well. Uh, It's kind of hard to discern because it's all on the same feed. And parasocial relationships are also very heavily entangled with stan culture. Um, For those who don't know, stan, the word stan, uh, comes from uh, a song by Eminem from the early 2000s where uh, Eminem in his music video has a crazy fan named stan. Um, And people have taken on the word stan as almost like a badge of honor. Um, You know, I'm a Beyonce stan, I'm an Ariana stan, you know, I, I ride or die for her. You might see under a tweet hundreds of videos of k-pop bands like uh red velvet or blackpink or ariana grande edits 
with captions like stream positions or anyway, Stan Sabrina Carpenter, you know, any of that stuff. Um, Stans spend their free time promoting and defending their celebrity of choice, whether it's Nicki Minaj's questionable romantic choices or Ariana Grande's fetishistic K-pop cosplay. And this is because of their connection to the artist. They defend them like they are family. And then comes the tailor of it all. Although I don't endorse parasocial relationships, I say that, and I say that as someone who is 1,000% guilty of it. I mean, the reason I, I wanted to do this episode is because I've spent so much time dissecting my relationship with celebrities, which is not not very healthy. Um, but Taylor and Maddie Healy's relationship was something I personally hadn't seen before. Um, the members of the stan culture of a celebrity, the Swifties at large, were disapproving of the relationship vehemently like horrified i mean even people that weren't a fan of joe alwyn or past relationships i don't think anybody really hated any of them the way they really disliked maddie healy and they disliked him so much so that most people myself included believe that taylor and maddie broke up because he was terrible pr whether or not this was a real relationship it was making people dislike her it was making people realize that she is a very flawed person in a lot of other ways And I know there was an article, I can't remember who published it, about how we were holding Taylor accountable for the actions of her partner. And I would say no Swifty was doing that. In my experience, the reason people didn't like the relationship is you are the company you keep. Just like the girlfriends that you have, if they're dating someone racist, that does say something about them, you know? Whether it's their romantic partner or their friends or how close they are with their family if their family is vehemently racist. You know, that does say something about you. And no one was really holding her accountable and not holding Maddie Healy accountable. I didn't really see any of that online. So what's the solution? And this is a bigger conversation about how can we engage with media when we know too much about celebrities. And that means we also know that in the entertainment industry, either the person that you like, you know, the celebrity that you like is a bad person or has done some bad things or whatever, Or, at the very least, they work with bad people, you know? For example, the movie Babylon that came out, you know, a lot of people loved all the actors that were in it, but uh, the director sexually assaulted his niece. So, you know, it's a bigger conversation that I want to have about how to engage with media ethically. But just on this front, how do we talk about... A figure that we really adore we really love we really connect with and still you know not keep our blinders on standom and parasocial relationships aren't new but are being able to see them in you know their no makeup selfies they're hard launching their partners on instagram that's that's a whole new world that we've only just gotten into in the past decade we have to remind ourselves that a They are people. They are not gods. They're not perfect. And also, most are millionaires or multi-millionaires, and we will never be friends with them. We will never really know them. And that's okay. They will portray a version of themselves on stage or on TV as a character, and that is not the full picture. You know, people are three-dimensional. And just because an artist like Taylor or Beyonce or Rihanna has touched us with their art... That doesn't mean they actually know us. In fact, it's quite the opposite, actually. They are so extraordinarily good at their jobs 
that their art can reach so many different people with different backgrounds and different lifestyles in a million different situations. But above all, we need to hold celebrities accountable for actual harmful behavior without feeling like it's a personal attack and betrayal. So, not to say don't care about Taylor and Maddie, but it's a sliding scale. We should probably care more about a man sexually assaulting women with actual allegations than comments that have been made by someone who is not influential at all. I would say Maddie Healy is a lot less influential than Nicholas Braun. And I say this as someone who just did a succession episode last week who is a a succession stan, an absolute stan. Uh, But I think we need to prioritize a little bit more. But we also need to look at things big picture. Yes, Maddie Healy has said some shitty things, for sure. No, no cap. But this is different than Kanye West saying shitty things because Kanye's fan base, in my experience, is a lot of insufferable men in their 20s. And the 1975's fans are actually a lot of teenage and 20-something women. It is important to note that Maddie is a white man saying these things, so his, his consequences, th- there really wouldn't be any anyways. But his fan base has not been riled up to destroy Jewish cemeteries and hold banners on LA highways saying Kanye was right about the Jews. This whole issue <laughs> doesn't really deserve any of the airtime even I am giving it, but it's a, it's a much bigger issue. It's bigger than Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift. It's about... Um, generally the issue of parasocial relationships as a whole and how it's a window into our world and how technology has both enhanced our loneliness, especially with the pandemic, but it's also made us hang on to and connect to the strangest things like people on the internet will never meet. So in conclusion, (laughs) go vote in your local election, sign petitions, go to protests, donate, read. Shouting about Maddie Healy online is not what's going to make the real difference. I can almost guarantee you. Well, that's it. (laughs) That's all I got for you guys today. Um, Feel free to follow us on Instagram at the.lowdown.podcast. You can follow me at at chicken.fangers. Same username on TikTok. Uh, Give us a five-star rating and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. All right. See you next time. Bye.